Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of God Save the Screen. Uh, today we're going to be looking at Reckoning, the new BBC drama about Jimmy Savile and his crimes and how he stayed hidden for so long. I wanted the first episode of the podcast to be about quite a big show that a lot of people will either have seen or at least heard of. Uh, I was going to start it about last month with Wolf. I uh, nearly did it as well with the following as based on a pack of lies. Two I may come to later um, if I keep doing this podcast and I do older shows and older episodes and stuff. Uh, but I wanted to start with one that I think a lot of people will be talking about anyway, just to get, kick us off on a um, on a big one. And as it progresses, who knows what I'll do? Big ones, small ones, in-between ones, who knows? But today we are talking about The Reckoning. Uh, so let's get to it. And just before we start, the show is about Jimmy Savile and largely about his crimes. Uh, therefore, topics such as sexual abuse are going to be discussed on the podcast. This is your fair warning if you'd rather not listen to or hear about that. Thanks a lot. I thought as soon as the show was announced, uh, as soon as we knew it was going to be Steve Coogan playing Jimmy Savile, uh, it became quite clear that the show was basically going to live or die by him and by his performance. Um, he's obviously known primarily for comedic work or he is a dramatic actor as well, but it did feel like a risky casting choice, um, casting someone known for sort of goofy comedy characters as Jimmy Savile. If anything about it felt cartoonish or over the top or just too much, it would it just wouldn't do it justice to the seriousness of the topic. It really couldn't afford for Steve Coogan to not be very good and convincing as Jimmy Savile. Um, so it was a risk in casting him, I, thought, I felt, um, and was a bit anxious about it going into the show. Um, but I think he did a really good job, in all honesty. I thought he was really good. I thought all the bizarre, strange, nasty mannerisms of Jimmy Savile he picked up really well. I uh, thought the accent was good. Uh, people were saying that it dips in and out a lot. I didn't really hear that. I don't have a great ear for accents, I will confess. So possible it did dip in and out a lot, and I just didn't notice it. But I thought it was a good accent. I thought he did a good job encapsulating both the kind of mannerisms that meant a lot of people at the time liked him on TV, and also the mannerisms that, once you saw him in the flesh, you could see why those same mannerisms would be very very creepy and unsettling. I thought he did a really good job in all aspects of him. I thought it was excellent. And uh, that isn't just him. That's the costumes and the wigs I thought looked good. There was some sort of promo footage um, from before the show of him in character and it looked a bit weird, a bit dicey. Because um, like I said, if his performance was in any way comical or not believable and he wasn't believable as several, it just wouldn't have worked the whole show. But I think it did really well. Uh, when you're playing a person that actually existed or an already existing character with all those big mannerisms and ridiculous ways of acting and talking, it can be very difficult. If you think of, uh, if you've seen the Sopranos film where the actor that played young Silvio Dante had a really hard time um, of trying to encapsulate all those crazy over-the-top mannerisms and ways of speaking that Steve Van Zandt had, um, he struggled with it. But I think in this, I think he did a really good job of getting the mannerisms, getting the sort of subtler details of the character down uh, without going too far with it. So I think he did a really good job. Uh, so on that front, I think hats off, well done. 
Uh, my second sort of point of worry, I'll say, when I heard the show was going to be released and what it was about, I was concerned it was going to be too much of a Jimmy Savile biopic almost, that it would just depict what happened without a real point of view or really saying anything about the abuses or about the survivors or about how we can stop it. And my first point of worry about Steve Coogan was eviscerated, thought it was brilliant. My second one, which I just mentioned, I think was valid um, because of because of what the show was. So there are a lot of ways the show could have had a stronger angle. And I just wish the show had been a bit braver in picking a sort of angle or a particular narrative to drive down. Because I think it it touched upon and sort of probed a few areas they could have gone down a lot further, but didn't. So with the survivors, they were featured. You got their point of view or their experience in small doses. And I thought it was done really well. I thought those scenes were done really well, both with the real survivors telling their story and the dramatized versions. I thought that was all done excellently. They didn't explore it through the survivors very much afterwards at all, which in of itself is okay. You don't have to do that. And then it could have been about how a person becomes like this, almost separated from the fame. The fame is how he was enabled and how he stayed prominent and untouched for so long. But they could have almost done it separate. How does a person, how does a human being develop this way? How does it become like this? And again, they probed and touched. They did some stuff that I thought was quite weak with his mother, but how she didn't love him and he was the youngest and it, it didn't really do very much for me because, again, they sort of probed at why was he like this. They didn't show loads about it, which, again, in of itself is fine. You don't have to do a whole origin story. It can just be a little bit. They could have also focused more on how was he able to remain so rich and famous and beloved by so many millions of people for so long despite being who he was. And, again, they did touch on this. They did show desperation of BBC producers to defend the talent, whatever that even fucking means. They did show, um, you know, the stuff with Margaret Thatcher I thought was very well done. And they showed that. They didn't dive a lot into it, which again, say it with me now, in of itself is fine. You don't have to dive into that and have the show be about that. But again, it's another area they probed at, but didn't really dive into, which again is okay. And then they could have also gone similarly on that note, just specifically who enabled him, which institutions enabled him, rather than just individual police officers, individual producers of the BBC. Uh, and again, they just probed and touched at it and they didn't really delve into it the way they could have. There wasn't the forensic examination there could have been of the institutions that held him up because he got knighted he was a great friend of Margaret Thatcher, the BBC. He was a staple there. And they showed all this, but it wasn't with the fine-tooth comb approach that I would have felt was adequate. It just felt, okay, so this happened. We'll show this. Uh, so, yeah, it happened. So we've done that. It felt a bit tokenistic, but they ticked a box with it. Um, so all of these things, these things I've just mentioned, in of itself, I'm saying that a lot, 
they're fine. But I wish they'd been stronger and picked one of them to really go down with and really explore that avenue of how he was enabled and have the show be about that. Or from the point of view of the survivors and have the show be about that. Um, and it didn't. It tried to do a lot of things in four episodes and just touch on them. And I really wish it hadn't and had been a little bit braver. There was stuff with his mother, which I thought was just half-assed. Um, and I thought the stuff with the police was almost offensively inadequate. I think there's one scene in the first or second episode where he says, you're right, officer. And they say, you're right, Jim. Another complaint, yada, yada, yada. Um, and it wasn't even about the abuse, actually. I've just realized that. The scene we see a police officer being sort of waved off by Jimmy Savile and him using his power is about a kid being beaten up by a bouncer, if I recall correctly. It's not even about the abuse. About the abuses, there's sort of a vague mention of it. Jimmy Savile mentions he has a lot of friends in the police. Um, and that's kind of it. And I think that'd be worth exploring in big detail, forensic detail. And they don't. They just kind of wave at it. Ditto the BBC scene. There's a scene, one of the only scenes Jimmy Savile isn't in, is where they're debating whether to give him top of the pop, top of the pops, I should say. The only One of the only scenes Jimmy Savile isn't in is when a producer and someone lower than a producer, I don't know what her role was meant to be, maybe a secretary, are debating that whether to give Jimmy Savile top of the pops. And the producer's saying, oh, I think we should. And the secretary's saying, no, we shouldn't. The women avoid him here. And he gets hired. And that feels like such an inadequate betrayal of how this thing would have actually worked. And institutionally, how many, just how many people would have had to protect him and ignore who he was and what he did. It felt brushed over, which I thought was really disappointing. And that's why ultimately it feels like a it feels like a Jimmy Savile story, which it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be just this is what happened. And there you go. It doesn't take a strong narrative approach, which I think is its undoing, which is a shame because it's really well made. Um, Steve Coogan's excellent. There's a lot of good performances in it. But it just does feel like a retelling without a point of view. Which, for this to be worth making, for you to be... And bear in mind, this is was aired on the BBC. I think it was actually made by ITV. But it's on the BBC about Jimmy fucking Savile. If you're not being incredibly introspective while making it and putting yourself on blast and the people you work for, what was the fucking point? It, it feels too... Backpackery, backpackery, back patting your own back, backpackery. Okay, I'll come back to that phrase later. I don't think that means anything, but it feels too sanitized for what it was. And I think that's a shame because, as I said, I think it was made and produced really well. Um, so I mentioned Steve Coogan earlier. There a lot of good performances. I thought Siobhan Finnan was fantastic, portraying a woman he knew for I think decades that she knew who he was, but maybe not to the extent. And there was a very good portrayal of how a good moral person could sort of know and it'd just be impossible or feel impossible at least for them to actually do anything. I thought she was fantastic. I thought her character's um, sort of arc, I guess, in this was really good at the end when she just goes, you're, you're fucking disgusting. Like she just cannot believe 
this person's been such a big part of her life um, and she wasn't able to really do anything about it. So that was really excellent. Um, I thought the scenes depicting the abuse were actually really well done. I think it's very hard in this kind of story where you feel you need to portray the actual horror of what happened, but don't want to show the actual horror of what happened. I thought they did excellently because they focused on the moment where the survivors, they, nearly all of them, I think maybe even all of them actually, but maybe just nearly all of them, originally were like fans of Jimmy Savile or people that are happy to see him. And then you could see in the actors' faces, they definitely focused on this. They would show the moment the actor knew, the the, the turn when they knew something was wrong. Um, I thought Coogan was brilliant in those scenes because you could see him sort of turn. They always showed him inviting people in. I think two or three times they'd show him inviting someone in to his caravan or house or wherever he was and the door lock. And that sound of the key clicking acted as a trigger for them for them to know, or at least you to know, fuck. Uh, so those scenes were done brilliantly. I thought, I thought that was excellent. Um, and I'd spoke a bit earlier about how I didn't want it to be the Jimmy Savile story. And I do think it kind of was. Um, but if it was going to be more about Jimmy Savile, the best way they could have explored that was like, how how does how does someone become this way? And I thought the best scene that maybe not showed how he became this way, but his mind, his sort of mental state throughout of these crimes and how he justified them was a scene in the confessional booth where the priest absolutely knows he's not talking about a friend, he's talking about himself and him saying yeah but i get forgiven don't i that's how it works i get forgiven and the priest effectively has to say yeah there's a scene similar in in barry if any of you've seen that in the last season where um he's gonna barry's gonna kill someone and he's going through all these religious podcasts trying to find the one that says killing is okay and he's like yep good boom that's me done so I thought that warping of his religion and who knows whether he was actually religious or not um, or just thought he was or wasn't and used it for his image, I don't know. Um, but I thought that was that was really interesting how he didn't necessarily try and justify it to himself in the way they betrayed it, but tried to ignore it or downplay it uh, and say, you know, I'll be forgiven. So it's okay, I'm friends with the Pope. I also liked, I've been critical of the overall narrative and stand by that. But I think one thing they did well was show almost how the phrase hiding in plain sight that people use isn't actually accurate a lot of the time for people like Jimmy Savile because they're not hiding because so many people know who they are and what they are and just can't do anything. And that's why I got a bit frustrated that there wasn't that close institutional look how can someone that so many people know is this monster occupy his position for so many years? But I did really like that they showed that, that they showed actually a lot of people did know. Some survivors did speak out and he still, they still couldn't get to him. He wasn't hiding. They could see him behind the glass. They just couldn't get through. So for that was really well done with, as I mentioned earlier, Siobhan Finden's character, a lot of the people he worked with, people in the hospital, and that they, they would, you would, they did know that this is well documented. All the claims of abuse were well documented at the time. The, these, it wasn't just the year or two before he died. People did know, 
Thatcher was advised by several people, not just one, not to knight him because of all the, at the time, rumours about him. Uh, and she powered through. So, well done, Maggie. Thanks a lot. Um, which, again, makes it more frustrating there wasn't this institutional look. Another thing they should have gone down a lot more, and this wasn't even touched upon, I don't think, was how aggressively he quashed these claims through legal avenues while he was alive. I think this got one sentence of a mention where he tells the person interviewing just before he dies, I, I sued a lot of them, or something like that. It was just one line. And I thought that could have been such a good path to travel down, not just the trauma of having someone this rich and famous and powerful abuse you, but then having him come after you with scary lawyers saying, don't say this happened. I thought that would have been such a powerful thing to portray the helplessness they'd feel at that happening. The absolute horror of, you know, losing. I don't know if people actually did lose money from it, but being sued by someone that rich and famous must be terrifying, must be absolutely mortifying. Um, and that was, they didn't, they didn't show this. They just mentioned it. They mentioned it with a kind of hand wave with old Savile saying, yeah, yeah, I sued a lot of them. Same thing with the police, really. They just didn't, attack these issues the way they should have they just mentioned them and left them floating in the air for you to insinuate what you already know about the situation which is wrong they had to have or they should have attacked that in much better detail but they didn't and that's ultimately why this show was a bit of a letdown for me so i think ultimately the show tells a very broad jimmy savile story well but with no clear viewpoint. And it was a show that I don't think benefited from any subtlety whatsoever. When you're making a show about one of the UK's most famous monsters, hammer us over the head with your point. What are you saying about the institutions and the powerful people that held him up? There needs to be no inference from us. Tell us, scream at us, this is the BBC's fault. This is the police's fault. This is the fucking Thatcher government scream your point don't just leave it for us to sort of make our own and cling on to and that was so disappointing for me because there was so much about this show that was done really 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 well but I just couldn't escape from the fact in the last couple episodes I was waiting for this big not necessarily reveal but this clear narrative to take shape and it just didn't it just kind of went out with this is what happened he never confessed and after he died it all came out there was no blame distributed which i think there, sh there has to have been um and the last line of the show is one of his survivors saying please don't ever let this happen again and my question would be have we actually learned enough from this show to stop it happening again and I don't think we have learned enough to stop this happening again from this show. I think we've just been shown what happened with a few people being naive. That's what we were shown. We never got into the depths of how it worked. The BBC was saddled despite all the rumours or how it worked from a police procedural side with the complaints that were made. We never got to the hearts of it with the Tory advisors that knighted him or the royal family. It was just touched over. And I think that is a huge shame.
Thank you so much for listening. That's about it, guys. Um, I want to give a huge thank you to Mr. Alex Towles for putting the music in, editing the podcast, helping me set up the podcast, really just making the podcast. Uh, without him, this would just be just a jumble of sounds. So thank you very much to him. You can find him on Twitter at Alex Towles. Towles has two L's in it in his name. Don't ask him about his last name. I know Towels is a funny last name, but I asked him about it. The story is not about Towels. It's a fucking boring story. Um, to be honest, sorry, but it just is. Um, so get him to do some editing for you. Don't ask about his last name because you won't get those two minutes back. Any requests on future episodes or anything like that, please give me a shout. You can find the podcast on Twitter at GSTS Podcast or on email at gstspod at gmail.com. Any requests for future shows, any horrible things you want to say to me, anything at all, as long as it's about the podcast, I want to hear from you. So give me a shout there. Thanks much for listening, and take care.